Steelers podcast, we start off with uh, head coach Aaron Fox. And uh, Aaron, just your thoughts after a strange night. Yeah, that was a tough one tonight. Um, you know, I, I actually didn't mind our game early on, um, but, but we didn't get a bounce to go our way all night long. You know, some decision-making that we had that first goal, you know, we, we're going to have clear possession of that puck and it goes off the ref or, or their bench, I'm not sure which, and it ends up on their tape coming line rush four there with us standing still. Um, second goal there, we turn a puck over in the neutral zone that we can't turn over. We're, we're a north-south team, not an east-west team, and, and we try to go across the seam there and ends up coming back. They end up dumping that puck behind our net harmlessly, and it ends up caroming right back out the same side for a goal. Um, third one again, we turn a puck over in the neutral zone, and just like that, it's 3-0, and we, you know, we have a couple bad decisions. Um, we're in the middle of a change when we do that one and get beat back to the net from the rebound. Um, just one of those nights where we didn't get a lot to go our way. I thought actually in the second period we played really, really well, five on five. You know, I, I don't think the game was managed very well from the ref side tonight. But you know, that's some nights you get you, it goes your way, and some nights it don't. And I think tonight was one of those nights where you know we, we were swimming a little bit from that side of things. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, you know, tonight just wasn't good enough, and there were some battle issues early on, but. I thought as the game went on, we actually started playing better and, and had our chances. We made it 4-1, and we had another couple chances there. Bouncy made some big saves, and then we take a couple penalties that I don't see or understand, and, and the game kind of gets out of control. Is it a question of consistency, or is it just – we talked about that a few weeks ago, that you know we have a great night like Wednesday, and then we have a bad night. And it's kind of been a story of the year a little bit, or is that a bit harsh? No, that's, that's a fair statement. You know what I mean? There's, there's obviously – we weren't as good at tonight as – as we needed to be. Do I think that was a 7-3 game tonight? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, I think if, if we outshot him 48-26, to 26, I think we outshot him 22 or 23-6 to 6 in the second, and we lost that period 3-1. to 1. So it's, you know, I, I said the same thing on Wednesday. I didn't think that Wednesday was a 5 nothing game. I thought that was a, a much closer game than a 5 nothing game. We got some great goaltending on Wednesday and we're opportunistic in scoring, and I think the same was tonight a little bit. Like, I, I felt like that was a much closer game than the score reflected. 24 hours ago, we thought we were coming in here tonight at full strength for the first time. We we lose Batawa. A little bit about him, if you can. And also, you finished the game with that. Another two or three tonight. What Do you know yet what your status what is we'll for tomorrow? No, I, I don't know what we'll have yet for tomorrow night. Yeah. We had two guys tonight that are playing um, not 100% in Valley and Dowdy. Um, neither one of them you know, was doing great after this game tonight. Um, so we'll reevaluate here. It's 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 that side of things frustrating. Long term, James Towers, you know, another four to six weeks minimum. Um, we got three guys that are multiple multiple months out of our lineup now. We haven't played with 14 imports more than one game this year. Um, so it's we've had some terrible luck that way. And I, I know we're very fortunate that we've been able to bring in a couple key players with those injuries and and Merrick and and Miko and. You know, it, it seems like I'm never out of the player market at the moment. Well, you make sure you take Miko's passport off him and we'll uh, <laughs> see you in uh, Nottingham tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck and thanks for that. That's uh, head coach Aaron Fox. And you have to say, Jonathan, if it wasn't for bad luck, he'd be having no luck at all right now, would he? The Steelers used up a lot of the good luck, I suppose, on Wednesday night with Belfast having a couple of shots off the post and they made mistakes in their own zone. and. The Steelers punished them. Tonight it was the reversal. The Steelers made the mistakes and the Devils made us pay. Every chance the Devils had early on they took. And when the Steelers got their chances, it was bounds or it was off target. It was uh, extremely frustrating for the uh, 
the first uh, the first period and into the first half of the second period as well. Halfway through the night, I thought we were going to do this podcast outside the referee's room, so they uh, they can't physically get to the car park without going past us. But I actually think we should uh, just ignore that whole situation. Uh, it, but it was such a frustrating night. Yeah, eh? there were there were some calls that we agreed with, and there were some calls that we disagreed with. But most of them came when the game was pretty lopsided on the yeah. scoreboard anyway. It may have been a different scoreline. I don't think it would have been a different result. Yeah, no, I would agree with that at all. Any positives that you can quickly come up with tonight? Uh, about two minutes before he scored, I said Tanner Everly should get some power play time, and he did, and he scored. So that's something to look forward to when I watch the highlights. Um, otherwise, no, not really. Um, it's amazing how this game can throw you. Wednesday night, we, we leave here. And I must admit, for the very first time, I looked at the standings and thought, we're in this. Mm. And a good weekend to follow, we're really in this. And uh, Valorant's going to come back, we're going to be at full strength, we're going into this big weekend. The tower goes and gets injured, he's out for over a month now. And then, you know, Sandstrom doesn't finish the game, Dowd doesn't finish the game, Valorant doesn't finish the game. And you think, God, you're going into Nottingham now, we were arrested. What kind of team is he going to be able to put together there? Well, it'll be a different game down in Nottingham because Nottingham are a, an improving team. I think it'll be much more challenging than the Steelers' previous visits to Nottingham have been this season. But that's three games against Cardiff now and it's three defeats. Yeah. And if you're thinking ahead to the next time the Devils come here, it's the very last day of the season. Can the Steelers still be in contention if they've lost all five games against Cardiff leading up to that? No, I don't think they can. So it puts an awful lot of pressure on the two visits the Steelers have got to make to Cardiff. It puts a lot of pressure on two visits to Belfast. You can't lose a Series 5-1 and win a championship, I don't think. doesn't feel like it unless no. the Devils are going to make a lot of mistakes elsewhere. A, I, I honestly think this is going to be a battle for second place. I think Cardiff are the best team. I think they're going to mm. win this league by... I think when the shove comes to push... Eight to ten points, and then I think we're all going to be battling for that second CHL spot. There's still plenty of defeats to go around everybody this yeah. season because there's plenty of other good teams who can can cause upsets. I mean, Belfast have, have lost again tonight in five, um, and there's still uh, still an awful long way to go. But said that on after Wednesday night's podcast, defeat tonight undoes a lot of the good work of Wednesday and. It does feel just a little bit deflating right yeah, now. I think Cardiff are a systematical, system-driven team of men, and mm. I think they'll find the find they'll find a way to win enough games. That wasn't the Cardiff Devils, though. No. That was some of the Cardiff Devils. There's no yeah. Mario Mackey. There's no Ben Tavolio. They're both back tomorrow. They're a better team with those players in. So we're saying the Steelers are short benched and missing some players. So are the Devils. Okay, it's through suspension rather than injury, but you know that makes a difference. It shows the strength that uh, that they have and. Uh, they're a class team, we know this. We, we shouldn't be surprised that they've, they've beaten us 7-3. It's the third time in 2019 they've beaten us 7-3. I think I'm going to cut this short, you know, because if we go down into the locker room right now and do what we normally do, some of our players are going to get into a little bit of trouble, I'm sure, by what they are going to comment. And the ears of the league and the ears of lots of people will be around us um, waiting for comments like that to come around. So it's taken me 54 years, Jonathan, but I think I'm going to make a grown-up decision and uh, not leave with the heart there. Well, can, I, can I throw so, so, so we can we can throw some other stuff, but I think we'll stay yeah. away from uh, players tonight. I think that probably won't be a fair stat away. Yeah, so I mentioned it's the third time we've lost 7-3 to Cardiff this season. There was a league game in February and the playoff quarter-final second leg. 
but it is the first ever 7-3 home defeat for the Steelers. So you've seen history tonight. Steelers have never lost a home game 7-3 until tonight. You're a laugh a minute, you are. Well, you know, you've got these stats, you may as well throw them out there. Yeah. Um, what do we do tomorrow night in Nottingham? Let's, let, let's try and uh, look forward. We're going to come into a hot goalie in car. He's just coming off a shutout in Glasgow on, uh, on Friday night. Was, was do you you watch more of the game? You're in a much better position. Duba tonight. Our, our thoughts on him? Um, it's a poor rebound for the third goal. It's the long yeah. shot from Pope, and it's. Was it, that, I mean, that was a killer goal, really. I felt. Yeah, there, sh there should be enough time on that shot. It's from far enough away that Duba, you would expect him to, you know, not hold on to it because it's 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 shot low on a pad, but it needs to be directed to a corner. That needs to go out sideways. It doesn't need to go straight back into the slot for yeah. Myers. Um, there's there's no hope for him on the the second one. That was you know the misplay and the bobble over David Phillips' stick and Duggan's got a simple tap in. Duba can't anticipate that and he can't stay on the other side of his goal um, in a situation like that. So there's no blame attached to him on that one. But yeah, I think uh, the only other one that really perhaps question was the last one from Duggan. He's peering one side and the shot's gone the other and he's not been able to get a get across. He's you know he's positioned too far across to one side but the game's gone by that point yeah, so yeah. yeah he's not had a great night but we could have swapped net miners and I don't think necessarily it would have changed the result because the chances the Devils got were uh, not ones that a net is going to save it's going to be an interesting week of 10 days isn't it because it's Nottingham it's Belfast it's Belfast and then we're home it's Manchester and that injury situation and if we go into Nottingham tomorrow without Valorand and Dan then you know you overplay other guys, don't you? And it, it starts to uh, to build up. It, it's it's a funny year on the old injury front. It makes it very difficult to get you know settled line combinations. And you know the Steelers have been looking for you know something that you know would would really click. And it seems like they'd found it a couple of weeks ago. And you're getting real quality play from from Dowd, Lemchikov, and Armstrong. But if that unit then gets broken up, someone else has got to come onto it. And we've not quite seen the same goals output from Everly recently um, until he got one tonight Davis hasn't fired since he's come back from his suspension you feel there's more to come from him and basically it's just going to be our first well in the words of Bonnie Tyler we're looking out for a hero and, and we need somebody now to come up because if Valorant's not going to be there would you not say then a trip to Nottingham is the ideal game Absolutely. because nothing raises the you uh, experience you... of a Steelers player like going into that barn it's going to be sold out it's going to be raucous is, yeah. and uh you know, you feel that that's going to get the Steelers players at it a hundred percent. It's not going to be a you know a, a long bus ride that tires you out going into a, a small old building. Some you know going up to Dundee or Fife. You know, those are the sort of Sunday games that have got away from the Steelers in at times in, in recent years. But you feel like Nottingham, that whoever's available, will definitely be up for it. Yeah, you can be sure that Coach Fox will get them up for it. So Nottingham beat the uh, Glasgow clan 3-0 on Friday. Other results on Saturday. Good win for Guildford. They needed that at home, didn't they, they against the Coventry Blinds? They needed some goals. They've been really struggling for a goal this season. Which, when you look at them, you think, how are they struggling for yeah, goals? Yeah, it's just a temporary thing. They've got the best defensive record in the league. Um, so they've shipped four tonight, but they've, they've held on to win just because they, they built that big cushion 5-1. Um, the result of the night, though, other than, other than here, was, was five... Uh, Put in five past Belfast. Owen got pulled at the end of the first period, which going back to his old rink uh, yeah. was uh, was a nice one for the five fans. Murphy played the uh, the second and the third of that one, but 
again all the damage done in the first the three goal first period and you don't come back from 40 not in this league now i don't think it really doesn't feel like that you know no. the steelers have had some some good fight backs from a couple behind but you know there are too many good teams this season uh, Manchester over Dundee as well. That was in, important for Manchester not to have a six-point gap from them and Dundee. Yeah, if you're uh, if they're going to make that final playoff spot, then they've first of all they've got to catch Dundee, then they've got to go hunting after um, Fife, Guildford, and Coventry, the teams immediately above them. So a big win uh, for them tonight, and uh, yeah, I'm pleased for Ryan because uh, I think the home fans needed a performance like that, yeah. and uh, you know they've got one that should. Uh, that should raise the spirits over there because I think they've needed a good home win. Uh, and four officials have just wandered past us, uh, heads down, <laughs> made sure no eye contact in case they thought they uh, they were going to be brought onto the uh, the podcast. I think we'll leave it there, Jonathan, for tonight. Sorry, folks, if you uh, think it was a little short, but I think uh, it was perhaps best not to uh, bring the uh, players into it this evening. A quick final word, maybe from. From the star and yes, uh, Bob. I'm always delighted to talk to you, Dave. Although one of your players has just declined an interview. Which one was that? Well, do you want me to tell you on air? Well, actually, we've de- we've actually declined to interview them tonight because I think I think we don't want them to what get into I would too say much is trouble. He's the only only the second player ever to decline who's an the first? interview. Tommy Plummer, who's a friend of mine, yeah. but he had just been either suspended by the club or dropped or something horrible happened to him. So sort of get that. He's just lost a game. This guy. <laughs> Not shot him in the head, ever. Well, uh, we're smoking to you, but what did you make well, of the night? I'm glad you are, David. Thank you very much. Um, I thought they were the better team. Yes, there were some awful calls in that middle period by the officials. If you count the penalties up, I think they got 11 and we had 8. Uh, don't be afraid to score on some of those power plays. Um, you know, that second period, it was just ruined by the referee. Um, and the crowd really was really hostile. Well, at the end of the day, if we hadn't scored two late goals when it didn't really matter, that would have been a 7-1 scoreline. Um, we shouldn't be surprised, really. Glasgow got shut out the other night. We shut out Belfast the other day. Uh, it's credit to the league that these crazy scores can happen. Uh, unfortunately, we just happened to be the end of it. But I'll tell you what, they'll win tomorrow night in Nottingham. We like that. We like that optimism. Although I hope that player uh, doesn't <laughs> come to me for an interview if he scores a winning goal. Okay, will you be in Nottingham? I will be, mate. Excellent. I'll, I'll see you. In there. You will do. Jonathan, you got your book open. Yeah, Finish just, up. I just want to talk about an interesting moment from that, that second period. The first. Uh, okay. The first. The first Steelers goal was scored about a minute and a half after the Steelers might have scored previously the goal light came on that would have been an interesting one wouldn't it yeah, the old clock to come back to wind back in a minute and a half of clock but with the goal light flashing on it got the crowd in sense that they thought they'd been denied what was rightfully theirs and the response from the crowd got through to the players that minute and a half was about as well as the Steelers have played it was a really good shift they had to do a line change on the fly and they did it and they kept the momentum up and got the goal if that light doesn't come on I'm not sure the Steelers do score on that passage of play, so that was a nice little, uh, a nice little moment uh, for Trotsinski. We've watched the replay several times, and we're still not sure exactly who it hits to go in. We thought it might have been Jonathan Phillips, and then he was trying to jump out of the way of it. It must have hit off a defenseman and gone in. So, uh, the other thing I want to mention just quickly about the lines is, through losing Betauer, it's meant that Eric Melland has had to drop back onto defence, and he's been centering the third line and when it comes to face-offs he's been better than the other third line centers the Steelers have tried this year coming into tonight's game Melland was minus 17 on face-offs across the season other players who've done that 
Eberle, Phillips and Davies tonight, they're a combined for over minus 100. So with the absence of Melland on that third line, it makes face-offs for that third unit a bit of a problem because there isn't someone who's proved to be a reliable winner. Connolly's on the minor side of things, but he's not been too bad. Armstrong's been sensational on his line, but without Melland there to centre that, uh, that third line, it's just going to cause a few knock-on problems and the stick team going to have to try and come up with something a little bit different to, uh, to gain possession on face-offs because clean face-off wins, that's something that hasn't really been happening with, uh, without Melland there. Okay, Jonathan, thank you. Alex, you, you've been on uh, <laughs> marquee duty. Tell me what the social media say after that one. But we've been very adult tonight, very adult. We haven't spoke to a player and we haven't mentioned the R word. So um, keep yourself clean. Well, that's all the um, social, social media, media are talking, talking about. about. Which is interesting, really. Looking at the game on a whole, and we said um, just at the end of it there, you take away them two goals, the bounces, the one off Phillips' stick, the one that hits the backboards, rolls over the net, and it lands straight to the guy. You're talking about a 6-3, a 5-3 game. Was it a 5-3 game? You start and even it up slightly, but then you throw other things into the mix, and things that you can't control, and then you start and think, it's not going to be our night, and it was a complete contrast to the game we saw on Wednesday, wasn't it? Press delete on the video, throw it away, get into Nottingham tomorrow. Let's go again. Yeah, I just spoke to Everly in there. I mean, he was just saying that he, he's played in a number of leagues, but he's, he's not known a league like this this season where it, you, nobody's getting consistency going. Um, I think this Cardiff team will get consistency going. I think they will be the one that does. And that was what Andrew Lord said in his interview to me as well. He was like, they won the uh, two games the other week against Manchester and... I can't remember who else it might have been five and he said they all thought that was their almost kickstart for their season and it slapped them in the face when they lost both games to Belfast and he was like maybe it wasn't so then he then looks at this weekend and he then hopes that it's this game and their game tomorrow against Glasgow that can then kick them on but then if they go and lose to Glasgow tomorrow we beat them they won't lose to Glasgow tomorrow will they they shouldn't do, but are they going to go 25-5 and five the rest of the way? Probably not, but they're not going to lose the Glasgow tomorrow. Not a chance on that one uh, at all. We're going to win tomorrow, and then we're going to get a Hooters. And on that bombshell, thank you, boys. We're off. You've been listening to the Steelers podcast. It was a long night, folks, wasn't it? <laughs>